So you can see what's going on. What's going on? What's going on, brothers and sisters, and welcome to Akeem's Dream Show, the investigative talk show where we unpack theories and topics for your next cocktail party or social outing. Tune in to cure the boring conversations about the weather, work, and politics. Okay, we're live. Welcome, Shaq. How you doing? Man, Akeem, I am so happy to be on here, man. How you doing? Not too bad, not too bad. Uh, we're just chilling, man. I'm hot. I'm hot as a, hot as a hooker in church, man, after that, uh, you know, that she found the Lord. It's hotter than the sauna, man. Hotter than the sauna. First of all, I'm kind of offended. Where's your mask, bro? I'm just joking, man. For COVID's over. <laughs> uh, I don't know if you can hear me too well on this, but uh, we got it, man. So. Oh, man. Have, have you heard that new song by Lil Wayne and Drake and Nicki Minaj called uh, uh, Seeing Green? It's, yes. it's uh, Lil Wayne's on the beginning of the verse, and he's. Uh, Wrapping through the mask, he's like, "Let me take my Balenciaga mask off," <laughs> and then he actually—you can hear it's like sounds clearer. So, way better. Oh man, but how you been, man? How you been? Oh man, I've been great, man. I've been Hot Boy Summer was initiated May twenty-first, so ever since then I've just been cooking, you know. Bro, I'm looking at you right now. You still looking hot? Sprinkling right now. Splash. Bro, you only put the sprinkler on at nighttime. Otherwise, <laughs> the sun cooks it up. I've never understood those people who put the sprinkler on during the day. Like, what are you doing, fam? Oh. It's like going for a run at noon. Yeah, don't make no sense. You know Look at me right now. I'm wearing a hoodie, and it's like plus 30. So, I mean, hey. That's such Jamaican blood, man. This is, this is winter for you right now. You know what? I am Shaq. So, in the words of Big Shaq, man's not hot. Man's never hot. <laughs> hey, man's not hot. Man's not hot. I guess, that, yeah, you're staying true to the name. And uh -huh. sh I've never seen Shaquille O'Neal, you know, too hot. I don't know. Maybe it's a Shaq thing. Maybe, maybe. But you know what? I do want to do a big shout out to England, UK. Big up yourself. You know what? I'm so proud of my boys. Uh, that's that's the one other half of Shaq, uh, the England. Um, you know what? The close, close first. It was a tough loss, but you know what? Keep your head up high because those guys are still young and they're gonna come back and win it next year. It's coming home, man. It's coming home. Uh, hey, cheers, man. Cheers. Yeah, I'm a big fan of, uh, I used to be a big fan of Wayne Rooney. And uh, before, I, I, I'm not if he's too, how old is an old for a soccer player? Because he's like 37, I mean, Tom Brady's 43. Honestly, <laughs> I, think, I think the youngest I've seen has come in is about 16, 17. Okay. So I, I want to say probably you're in your prime around 25, 26. And uh, you're probably out of there 28, Wow. 30. Like that's it. Unless, so unless you're Ronaldo and you and you treat your body like a temple, I, I think it's tough to be in there. You know, that's that's a lot of yards to be running, man. My knees. Oh, <laughs> well, yeah. You know, blow a tire, man. Sure Some of these guys. Isn't it true that like a soccer guy runs 22 kilometers or like half a marathon every soccer game? It doesn't look like they're running a lot out there. It looks like they're kind of walking, chilling. Doing a little jog. Doing, doing a little, little dance, jog. You know, but uh, it looks tough. I'm not going to lie. I, I wouldn't want to be one of those guys. Yeah, they make a couple make a couple bands, though. So Hey, <laughs> I'd do anything for a band, bro. Listen, if I had to run up and down a field 100 times, I would do it. You know, I, I would just pass it every time I got it. I'm not sure if I can do that Easy messy money. stuff. Easy money. Easy money. Until you're in Qatar in the World Cup and it's you think it's hot now. 35 in Qatar in the desert. 
That's actually should be against the law. They're going to make those guys play in the desert soccer, 50 <laughs> degrees outside. The fuck? They, you know, they got short shorts on. They got a, a nice little tee. They should be okay. And they only weigh about buck 50. Exactly. So they got all this, all this money belly weight to move around, bro. Yeah, man. How can you be that skinny with a bag? Don't you go to good restaurants and shit? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, trust me. Do they eat? Do they? I don't know. Soccer players? I don't know. I feel like they go to McDonald's and get like small fries and double and they're full. Small fries. I think the only thing they eat is the, the apple fritters, man. That's, that's about it. The apple fritters? That's, that's it. I haven't had an apple fritter from McDonald's since I was in grade 12. Are they still good? <laughs> I don't eat apple fritters, but I hear good things. Facts. But I hear good things. When I have a son, I'll take him for one. Yeah. Please, ask him how it is. <laughs> 100%. Well, son, whatever your name is. Uh, Mufasa or something. I got. An, uh, have you ever done the twenty dollars McDonald's challenge? No. So it's uh, it's a challenge by the good old boys in Alberta here, uh, where you would go to McDonald's and see if you can eat twenty dollars worth of McDonald's, and you have to order twenty bucks of McDonald's and then finish it. Could you do it? You have to be strategic. So you don't want to order the big stuff. So you probably want to get a lot of fries. I don't know. You mean like like twenty dollars worth of any meal? So I can just be like, hey, let me let me hit up like. Uh Two McDoubles, dressed like a Mac, um, two Junior Chickens, uh, let me get a large fries, a large cola. Okay, you're at 12 bucks. Um, then I'll finish it off with like uh, a six-piece McNuggets. Okay, I think you might be eighteen fifty. Okay. No, the Nuggets might push me over. I don't know. Are Nuggets expensive? It's Chicken's expensive. <laughs> Chicken ain't cheap. This ain't uh, beef. I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get that Chef's One sauce? Or that uh, Rick and Morty sauce? Whatever. I get, the, I get the... It's either the ghost pepper, which is... I don't know what that's not even McDonald's. That's, uh, that's Burger King. Uh, what do you call it? Uh, there's sweet and sour, and then there's the, the hot mustard. There it is. Oh, yeah. Spicy mustard. Yeah. Yeah, I rock I like with that. A, I like a... I use that to dip my fries in that. Yeah. I mean, if I'm looking for a good meal, coming home from the club, how I used to back in the day. Yeah, yeah. McDonald's was the go-to. Oh, 100%, man. I crush McDonald's. Even that, sometimes when I'm DD, I want to go to McDonald's. <laughs> just like if I'm in the car by myself, I just drove and, you know, show, make an appearance and stop at the drive-thru. It's like, hey, old faithful, how you doing? <laughs> I miss you. Honestly, I just see everybody else in the backseat having a good time. So I'm like, fuck, I need some McDonald's too. Like, Yeah. <laughs> Man, man, I'm, it's crazy. They just uh, launched uh, the well, the all the all day breakfast came out a few years ago. It's like, what took you so long? Sausage naggers at five o'clock. You can't beat that. The only thing that they're missing is the McGriddles, man. That's that's all I want. I, I I love McMuffins. I love McMuffins, but McGriddles. You get a little sweet with a bit of sour. Oh damn! Ooh. Lord of mercy. <laughs> that just hit the spot. It's a, you know it's you know it's a it's a little balance you know. I love it. Sweet and spicy. Oh. It's like chemistry, you know. Exactly. It mixes. You know, when I tell people that I put uh, salt in my hot chocolate, you know what they do? They laugh at me. But then when they finally try it, you know what I say? Chemistry. Chemistry. Okay. Yeah, man. Chemistry, okay. I finished high school. There you go. <laughs> the, the salt mixes with the, with the cocoa and actually it's just, it, it makes more of a, an explosion. Have you ever had a salted... Uh, Caramel. Yes. Maybe that's not amazing. It's in the, yeah, 100%. Okay. I feel like that's only like 10 years old too. <laughs> Could you imagine being the, whatever, you probably like some secondhand uh, donut maker at one of these places and you're just fiddling around one Saturday morning. It's like, I'm just going to do some fuck shit. Put some caramel with some salt. You'd be like, boss, get, 
and then they, you know they find out like oh my god this tastes good and they just kill that guy that night. <laughs> I'm like, this is my idea. I came up with this. I did this. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, it's one of my favorite, uh, most favorite uh, episodes of Family Guys when uh, a chocolate truck is going down the highway and then a peanut butter truck is going down the highway and they crash. Yeah. And then the officer who shows up is Officer Reese's. <laughs> And the the guys the both the the tro- you know he uh, all this chocolate and peanut butter came together and he's like, mm. and he just like pulls his gun out and shoots both the guys who were just on the ground just barely clinging to life. I know. So I did this. I did this. <laughs> hey, you know what? He he, he mastermind something beautiful. So I mean, hey, I'll give it to him. The only thing with Reese's Pieces that pisses me off is how at the bottom of the. Uh, you know, like you open it and they have a little bit of the chunk that didn't leave the paper. Oh, yeah, that's the worst. I'm always scraping that, but then I end up eating the paper because I'm like digging into <laughs> it with my teeth. Yeah, trust me. I, I, I 100% agree with that. I, I don't know what they, they need to put like some butter on it, some something, something to try and keep that chocolate off. Yeah, man. Do what I do at the clubs and grease the wheels, bro. Oh, there put, you go. Put some, little, put some uh, avocado oil at the bottom of that thing. <laughs> keep it live. Keep it fresh. That's all we want. Let's keep it fresh, man. Keep it fresh like Subway used to. Exactly. <laughs> before they their mixture of uh, tuna that's not really tuna now or uh, yeah. everything else that we don't know what's going on with the uh, subway first their promotions with marketing loves little boys apparently I, oh yeah yeah jared oh, yeah man yeah but you're right man that, that whole thing with the cbc undercover thing where they uh they pulled all the chicken from the fast food restaurants and they did a like an analysis in a lab to see how much meat they were like percentage of meat yeah and uh, they went through the chicken samples, like chicken sandwiches from all these restaurants, the ones you know of, A&W, Wendy's, McDonald's, Subway. And they found out that Subway had the least amount of chicken in the chicken sandwich. It was like 15% or 20%. I don't know what I'm eating, but uh, apparently it's supposed to be, what, fresh? And now one thing is for sure, Subway will never uh, sponsor this show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what? They might give us the real stuff. You never know. They might come through. Ah. <laughs> It's okay, man. The bag I'm trying to get, I don't have to worry about getting a discount at Subway. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking That's $5 foot long. I'll get... <laughs> oh, now it's $3. Great. <laughs> Save myself a toonie. Miss me with that. Yeah, man. Uh, but you, you're a big finance guy, and I, I came across this book, What I Learned Losing a Million Dollars. And uh, it's a book about Wall Street and finance and money uh that he lost in this uh in his wall street career and then how he became a millionaire again and it made me think about crypto because remember the last time you and i chatted we were talking about cryptocurrencies and bitcoin and all this stuff and uh when we when we went for lunch it was like late april early may and that's when the crypto craze was going on i even did a show about it called nfts and stuff i I watched i tuned in it it was it was crazy it was like a bull market everyone was going crazy everyone was telling their grandma to buy you know (laughs) And now it's dipping, right? Like yeah. it, it crashed because of the whole Dogecoin thing with Elon. And uh, the biggest thing, they, the biggest meme in Wall Street is buy the dip. So uh, are, you, are, you, are you bullish on crypto long term or what's your thoughts on it? Okay, so because of the company that I work for, I won't, I won't explicit any names or expose any names. Um, but uh, me as a young advisor coming in, we all believe that cryptocurrency is not going anywhere. If it was going to go somewhere, it would have been left a long time ago, right? So for us, we're actually pushing our company to be like, hey, you know, let's, let's get some NFTs. Let's, let's get something where we can kind of promote a little bit more of this uh, cryptocurrency, right? Um, and at least that way we can do some research and we can help people feel safe about their investments, right? I don't know if you've heard so much about the cryptocurrency market right now, but how there's been so many cases where people just kind of run away with your money. 
Really? Yeah, that's yeah, there was like a twenty and a seventeen year old that got a bunch of people to invest in the cryptocurrency. It was gone. There was like a, a troll coin. There was a few coins that just popped up out of nowhere and then all of a sudden they get a a couple million and they're just like, uh eh, ha ha ha. Oh shit. You have no money now. We just took your money. What are you gonna do about it, right? Because there's no there's nothing to actually uh, keep it safe, right? So that's that's what the issue is when it comes to cryptocurrency at this current time, right? You just don't know kind of what you're buying, how you can do it. And a lot of people are kind of struggling when it comes to that, right? But uh, I, I don't think cryptocurrency is going anywhere. And uh, for my portfolio, do I have a large portfolio of cryptocurrency? Absolutely not. Um, but like, I want to say about 5%, 10% of my portfolio is cryptocurrency nice. in it. So, you know, I dabble a little bit, but not too much where I'm going to say... You know, if I lose everything, I'm going to be like, ah, well, I'm broke now. So you're what they call a responsible investor. Yeah. Now, hey, now I am. Now, you're, yeah, now you're, I am. You're doing grown-up stuff, it's, eh? Exactly. Exactly. Oh, fair enough. No, it's crazy you mentioned about the crypt, the cryptocurrencies and the, the new ones. The only new one I heard of, well, I heard there was a, there was a bunch of ones that were like kind of meat. They were so funny that there were jokes like uh, Come Rocket and all this stuff. <laughs> Like crazy, crazy stuff. Like the stuff that I was like, I would, I would give them a dollar just, just for coming up with this. <laughs> just to come up with this. Great <laughs> if, name. If they put some infrastructure behind this and they took it seriously, like, good on you, man. They understand the meaning of life, right? But for the rest of us who are trying to like figure out how we can diversify our portfolio, hey, come uh, to the moon, man. Do you know what I mean? So hey, come 100. percent If you can shoot that far, exactly. It must have been, a, must have been a minute for you, you know, <laughs> one of those no fab things. You know what? It was just. Time and uh, preparation, man. You just over and over and over and over again, and hopefully we reach there. <laughs> hey, listen, you shoot for the stars and you land on the moon, right? Trust me. Yeah, that's, the come, that's the come rocket uh, <laughs> motto. <laughs> you know, that, should, that, that should be their mission, man. That'd be a great mission statement. I'd, I'd follow that. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> just shoot for the stars, land on the moon. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, the, the, it sounds like a pump and dump scheme that was happening with that one, right? Where they were just like, everyone was kind of inflating it and then they took their money. It's just like a scam, right? So, yeah. Well, uh, same thing with the Dogecoin. So Do Dogecoin has been in the market for a long, long time. Um, but it just it just never really made it off of that kind of that hump, that, that dollar hump. And then, like I said, TikTok, Elon Musk, yeah. they pushed it up to that limit, right? And that's what a lot of people were kind of waiting for, and that was that was the big pump and dump scheme, right? So it was okay. Let me put it in while well, it's at what zero point zero three or zero point three, and then wait, 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 get to a dollar. I think it went to like a dollar sixty six or a dollar twenty something. Take the money out. Wow. Right. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Well. Yeah. You. You just. Uh, it's almost like when a company goes public and they're refreshing the page to see where the stock price is at. Exactly. And then as soon as it gets to that threshold, boom, they just fucking see it. You know. <laughs> well, it's like um, the Jordan Belfort uh, shit. Yeah. Uber. Or, I can't. I, I think it was Uber. Um, Airbnb Uber. or. Yeah. Uber, Airbnb. I think a lot of these companies don't actually make any profit. Oh yeah, Amazon didn't until a few years ago. Right, so it's kind of like, hey, you're putting all your money. Despite into this. my best surface, by the way. <laughs> you put all your money into this, and it's like, hey, well, if the company's not seeing any revenue, do you really expect to see any really long-term gains? Probably not. Right. Right. So right. that's where it's like, hey, you know, what? this is more of a, a short, like a, sw a swing trade or kind of like a few days. You know what I mean? And then take your money out. So. Okay, so kind of like a day trading kind of scenario, mm -hmm. you know, prospecting that kind of stuff. Exactly. Exactly. It sounds like a lot of research, man. You know what it is? It is. Do do I do it all the time? Absolutely not. But if I'm interested in it, I'll give it a chance. So, 
Yeah, and by chance, I mean 200 bucks. I'm not sure what you mean. I have a 0.01 Ethereum, which is like, because I think one Ethereum is like two grand. Yeah. But I was pumped because back in April, that 0.1, which represented about 250 bucks American or 200 bucks American, it like jumped to like 400, 500 bucks. Like I dealt, I was like, man, I was telling all my buddies, I'm like, I'm crypto. I'm, I was just trying to flex, right? I'm like, guys, uh, you guys are kind of idiots. I'm in crypto and you're not, you know? Yeah. And then it was like oh, two weeks. I tried to put on like I'm like Jordan Belford, right? <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, <I'll> guys. <laughs> yeah, I've been getting dirty money, Jordan Belford, <laughs> stacking penny stocks. Yeah, but yeah, I wasn't singing at them, but uh, yeah, it's crazy, man. It's the Wild Wild West. There's these guys named the Winkle Winklevoss twins. They were original in the movie The Social Network mm-hmm. with Facebook. They, those were the guys who. Um, uh, told started. yeah they well they're the first guys who went to Mark Zuckerberg and said hey we have this idea mm-hmm. but they were kind of like not tech savvy so Mark Zuckerberg being like a nerd good at programming and just a workaholic no girlfriend maybe he had a girlfriend but I don't know she dumped could, his ass could, yeah. could have fooled me <laughs> but uh, you know he's like oh that sounds like a great idea and then he started doing face mash anyways the Winklevoss Winklevoss twins are like six four former Olympian roars. They were uh, big on Facebook, sued Facebook, and now they're big into crypto. And they're like the biggest advocates of crypto right now. Like they're saying crypto is going to go to a million dollars, which if you believe that, crypto's at 35K, excuse me, crypto's at 35K right now. Mm-hmm. So what is that? Is that like a, a, a 10X would be 300K, so that's like a, tw- a 30X of your money? You know, you tell me as, a, as an investor guy where I can 30X my money. You know, and I'll and I'll tell you a bridge uh, I got for sale. Uh, you know what? If uh, you put your money in the market last year, right when uh, COVID kind of hit, that's the thirty percent right there. Seriously? Yeah. If uh, like just just index fund matching the market. Index fund. You, you know, you could put your money into anything at that current point because basically, right when COVID hit, everybody's portfolio took a dip. Everyone's portfolio took a dip, right? And it was about a thirty percent dip. So oh. close by the end of the year now. You've already recovered. Mm. So you put your money back into the market. You even kept your money in the market. You saw a 30% gain, right? So wow. it, it's, it's, when, it, when it comes to the market, it's about emotional investing, mm. right? And that's kind of what my job is. I just kind of take the emotional part out, right? So, so you're more of a psychologist than you are a exactly, money guy. Exactly. I'm more of a, exactly. I, I mainly talk you off the bridge. We don't want you to jump, <laughs> right? We don't want you to jump. Hey. So, so yeah, just it's... It's hard because I understand that. I mean, if it's completely your life savings and you see a 30% dip, you're, you're not going to sit there and be like, oh, let me hold my money in here. No, you're going to be like, I'm getting the hell out. Right, 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 right. right. So it's, it's my job to kind of talk you off that ledge to be like, no, keep it in here. And if you can, matter of fact, put more money in. Mm, right? Right, right, right. So. Okay. Yeah. So most people struggle with that, eh? Uh, a lot of the time, yeah. Are most people, would you say, what percentage of people, depending on the age group, let's say, I'll give you, I'll, get, I'll be specific with my example so you can get a good answer. Okay. So let's say Gen Y, okay? So someone born between 1990, 1988 uh, and 2000, in 2001. I think that's Gen Y. Anyways, someone who's between like the ages of 24 and 35 right now. What uh, would you, what, what is their risk uh, tolerance, would you say, on average, based on your experience? And like, what are their tendencies? Okay, for what I would tell my, what I usually recommend to those kind of people, aggressive. Yeah. Aggressive. Just, just, you're young. You got a lot of time. We're young. We have a lot of time. Oh, sure, sure. You know what I mean? Um, 
when you're in your 40s, even in your 40s, I would even say, you know what, still be, still be aggressive. Um, but it's more or less probably when you're in your late 40s, uh, early 50s, I'd say, you know what, let's balance it out a little bit because I know you want to stay a little bit more conservative because now this is your life savings, right? You're, you're probably working for another 10 yeah. 10 years, right? So at that point, you're like, you know what? I want to make sure my money's fixed and I know exactly what to expect, right? And anything after that, I think after retirement, that's when it's like, hey, you know what? Let's let's be more conservative, right? Because yeah. now you're starting to pay yourself that money that you've been putting away for so long, right? Mm. So that's that's kind of the, my little scheme, right? But it's, it's kind of hard because a lot, a lot of young people, not even a lot of young people, but uh, some young people they kind of grow up with the philosophy of their parents, right? And their parents are just like, ah, you know, this is what I kind of do with my money, right? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? But nowadays, I always tell people, there's a thousand ways. A mil- there's not even a thousand. There's a million ways to make money. Right. Right? I mean, I sit at home all day, and I still make a check. <laughs> That's so crazy. It's, it's, I think anybody can do it. You just kind of have to have a passion and just go out there and kind of do it, right? So 100%. And yeah, monetizing your passion is interesting. And I was going to ask you about your uh, Stitch because you're an online, ga- you, you game online, right? Yeah. Yep, and yep, it, yep. like, I'm, I know I'm familiar with like, like, I'm a bit familiar with the model and how it works. It's, it's, so what is the platform? How does it work? You play video games and so you record it and then people give you, it's like Patreon. How does that work? Oh, so, um, and then so you're tagging. Yeah. So I use Twitch. Twitch. Yeah. Stitcher. See, uh, I'm Stitcher. such a boomer, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm like, what are we, what are we, what are we stitching stickers? <laughs> oh man, I'm a good uh, stitcher, buddy. Uh, yeah, no, I use um, Twitch. So uh, Twitch is my uh, talk. I can't even talk right now. Twitch is my main pa- platform that I use. Uh, but uh, from there, I kind of just do my own editing. Um, and my handle actually is uh, Top Stunner. Top Stunner, bro. Top, top Stunner. Um, Another I had one it for years. And you know what it was? It was. Uh, Back in the day, my uh, uncle was a big uh, Young Money Cash Money fan. Mm. And what does little... Uh, y- YMCMB. Exactly. What, what does little Wayne call himself? Young Stunner. So oh, I was like, hey, shit. If he's the Young Stunner, I'm the top Stunner. That's the second Lil Wayne reference for today, folks. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's kind of what I went off, and I've just been using that for everyone. No, Nobody's actually been trying to use that name. But the unfortunate thing is that the way I spell it, because I put two P's and I put two N's, Sometimes I'll get top tuna. Oh, so, shit. So, I mean... <laughs> yeah, either, and, either and way. we already established Subway's fucking that up. Exactly. So, so come on now. This is 100% meat here. <laughs> <laughs> That's your tagline, bro. <laughs> top stun, 100% meat. 100% meat. That's a business card right there. You know, 100% meat. No bullshit. That's, that's what we're going <laughs> with. Yeah, bro. Uh, I love it, man. So, so people come to Top Stunner on Stitch, and uh, they they check you out. And I, you, I saw your uh, Snapchat one day. You had like this huge setup, man. It looked like you were gonna hack into the <laughs> Matrix. That's some serious equipment you got there, bro. Uh, so, so originally when I started, uh, it was just consoles. So it was just Xbox, uh, big ass TV. Um, and then I started playing against PC players who could just do things that I couldn't do, right? So they kind of gave me a little bit of the lingo, and I was like, hey, you know what? I think I'm gonna build my own PC. So I built my own computer, uh, built my own setup. And uh, I kind of joke around it with my friends, and they kind of tell me, Shaq, you built the internet. And I was like, no, <laughs> I, I didn't. I just, I just connect to it. So, <laughs> <laughs> so 
But yeah, no, it's uh, it's been going great. Um, I kind of took a little bit of a break just because, like I said, I was building my computer. Right. So now that it's kind of built, um, it's just all about kind of uh, figuring out my overlays and making sure I have the right things kind of set up and then getting back to it. So. I couldn't think of a more valuable skill set in 2021 than knowing how to build a computer from scratch. I, I, know. I know. If the world was to blow up, I would say be able to hunt and cook your own food. <laughs> but right now, it's about, hey, listen, can you program? Can you code? Can you build? How do you, did you do like YouTube that or how'd you do that? You know what it was? It was a lot of research and uh, YouTube. Are you serious? It, yeah, it was. Honestly, you can find anything on the internet these days. That's amazing. So. Pause. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can find, you can find anything, right? Anything, anything. But yeah, no, it's, uh, like I said, I didn't, it's not like I followed a play by play exactly how to, like it's my own, my own setup, my own kind of um, way of how I wanted to, the computer to look. So it, uh, it was great. It was, it was fun. It was exciting and it's, I'm still growing. So we'll, we'll definitely see a change later on in a couple months. So, okay. When you're, when you're building it, did you prioritize Ram, which is like computing speed or did you rent or, uh, like uh, storage? I probably put more money in the storage just because, um, my Ram is, I have about 16 gigs of Ram. Wow. Um, but my storage, I have about two terabytes Damn. of uh, hard drive. And then my flash drive is about 250 gigs. Damn. So, so yeah, it was just because, you know what, I'm going to do a lot of editing. Yeah. And I'm going to have a lot of content on there, right? So mm-hmm. I figured, okay, I need a two terabyte RAM so I can kind of hold everything where I edit and kind of get rid of the garbage, right? And mm-hmm. then um, everything else is... Uh, it runs smoothly either with the with the sixteen. I don't think I need any more than that, but we'll see. So you're a memory trillionaire. Yeah, basically. Yes. Holy smokes. Yeah. Makes me think of that uh thing uh you ever heard of time billionaires? I haven't. So time billionaires essentially says that you're a billionaire in, in seconds. And uh a million seconds is eleven days and a billion seconds is thirty three years. Damn. So we're all time billionaires. You and I, not quite. We're not there yet. <laughs> I'm not going to disclose how old you are. You know, want to keep me, you know, keep it real. But, uh, you know, we, we ain't 33 yet. So, uh, you know uh, what, uh, so we're almost at a Billy. I'm still a young pup and uh, I enjoy it. Yeah, man. You're okay, still maybe, a little... maybe not a young pup, but uh, we're, we're getting up there. But, hey. you know, I think we're still young. We're I, still young. You're still young. And I mean, even when I'm like in the A&W drive through when I'm 65, going to oh. meet the mates for some sausage and egg or discount exactly. hot coffee, I'm going to be young at heart. Exactly. That's the trick, right? You know what? It, the body gets old, but the mind, forever eternally young. So sharps, 100%, eternally young. You know, eternally young. I want to be uh, learning stuff on my deathbed, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. Give me a book to read. 100%. By, by then, it'll probably be, give me an app to read, but we'll see. <laughs> you know, be a, an app to read. We'll just be plugged into the matrix. They're going to have little holes in the back of our head like the matrix and just plug in and stuff, yeah. just download shit. You know what be a really cool old job when we get older? I'm, I'm, I'm talking like grandfather age, 70, is like a high school football coach. Wouldn't that be sick? You know what? I thought about it. You know what? Okay, you know what? When, I was, when I was a lot younger, I would have totally said hell no. But now the older I get, I might, I might take you up on that. It's, it's, I don't know, man. I'm just so used to the old way of coaching <laughs> compared to this new wave you have feelings and bullshit. Now? Oh yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. I, team hugs, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think I'd be grabbing the kid by its face mask yeah. and getting in there, and be like, "You were better than this." It's okay, Johnny. 
We all make mistakes. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I don't think I can grab a player and be like, hey, let me give you a hug. All right, I just gave you that emotional support. Now go go do something, please. Bro, we, we, have only, we only have good evidence for harsh feedback as kids. Yeah. This next generation, man, there's no – we have no uh, historical precedent for how they're being treated right now, for how they're going to turn out as adults. <laughs> I'm probably the person I am today, which is like, you know, I'm doing okay for myself. I think I have a lot of like humility because I got so I probably got abused. I'm not gonna lie, <laughs> but it was good. It, like it made me, you know, it mm-hmm. it was probably good for me <laughs> uh, to to be uh, just be yelled at and. But you know, it teaches you a lot of life lessons. I think that's any sport doesn't matter what it is. Exactly. But football, you're right. If you can't, if I'm an old man when I get to when you and I get to 65, 70, and someone says, "Hey, Shaq, yo, you want to be the the defensive coordinator?" You know, for Rochette, what's going on? You know, you might have to say, well, listen, <laughs> I got some conditions. <laughs> Can I make my guys run till they puke? Yes or no? <laughs> okay. I'm just going to tell them straight up, daddy, don't take no shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. hundred percent, man. Uh, I, I remember running till we puked a few times. Ugh, I don't miss those days. Practice every day. Every day. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Remember that show, Fourth and Long with I, Michael Irvin? Yeah. Uh, that, so that's what we're saying, but too far. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you know what? We, our teams are our coaches build champions, and I'm I'm happy with that. I mean, initially, along the way, absolutely, I wanted to choke my coach in his sleep. But let me tell you this: when I had put that ring on my finger, yeah, I said, okay, all right, it's bet. all worth it. Yeah, exactly. yeah, exactly. Yeah, thanks, coach. Uh, thank you later. Thank me later. Exactly. That's what Drake said in 2010. Yeah. But no, Michael Irvin in the fourth along, there was a show where uh, a bunch of people were trying to make the Dallas Cowboys and Jerry Jones went to Michael Irvin. It was like a reality TV show. Yeah. Jerry Jones goes to Michael Irvin and gets, Michael, I'm going to need you to get me some good players now. Okay. I need you to give me some receivers and some DBs. And, and so they had a bunch of DBs, receivers, returner types. Yeah. And then Michael Irvin went, put them through essentially the football version of the Navy SEALs Hell Week. Yeah. I've never seen so much carnage. This guy was making them run until they puked. Like, that was his goal. He's like, I'm not, you guys, and you know how Michael Irvin talks. You're not going to stop running until you puke. You want to be a champion? And then then the guy, I think the guy who, uh, the guy's name who won it was Michael Hawley or something like that. He actually got a position, he got a, he had a contract with the Cowboys. But there was another guy, uh, Andrew Hawkins or some shit. He puked. He puked, he was like, he was dying. And then Michael Irvin's like, yeah, get the sickness out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just like, damn. Yeah, I or, remember that. Or they made him run from like Fort Worth to like Arlington, which is like 25 or 26K, like low key making them run a marathon, like in, in, the, in the Texas heat. Oh. But, you know, that's, listen, you give him a, you put a cookie at the end of that string saying, hey, listen, who want to be on the Cowboys? That's like America, that, that's, that's America's team. <laughs> That's the NFL, man. That's the league. So, shit, I'll, I'll puke my guts out for that. You know what? You have a Philly hat on, so I don't mind talking a little bit of shit about the Dallas Cowboys. But um, <laughs> that one star is not actually their name. It's actually their rating. So, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Michelo. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> we love you, man. We love you. But, uh, you got to talk to your boy. <laughs> oh, buddy. Uh, well, Dak Prescott just got paid, I think, uh, I think it was like $40 million a year. And I looked at this list of like the top five pay- highest paid athletes in the world. And McGregor, our boy, RIP, he was number one. Uh, Dak Prescott was number two or three. And I'll tell you why McGregor was number one. He might be confused. It's like he didn't make, because the number one guy made $100 million, $180 million. 
and that wasn't from the UFC only. So he, obviously, he makes money from the UFC. He makes mm-hmm. a lot of money. He made about thirty mil, or forty mil, and then he sold the the majority stake of Proper Twelve Whiskey mm-hmm. to a big liquor conglomerate for one hundred fifty mil. Yeah. Okay. So, so just, all, it, athlete sales include yeah all the you know. So so, money Floyd made uh, Mayweather didn't make. One hundred eighty. No. Wow. Okay. No, McGregor did, but you, listen, you you build up a whiskey brand. You he doesn't have another one of those in the bag. <laughs> <laughs> you know. So this you, is his year. Listen, that's uh, you get one shot of generational wealth, and that was it. So uh, I don't know how many people like you know Diddy and Ciroc and Ace of Spades and Jigga like. You know, actually, if you're an athlete, that's probably the way to go. You got to be more busy, business savvy. And the only way to make money when you sleep is when you sell a product, right? Or a service. Well, not a service, a product. So uh, you're, you get paid once for your transaction on the field, but then you're done. You stop the paycheck, stop coming. What are all these, what are all these celebrities doing now? They're making colognes or making, like, look at The Rock, the tequila. Like, they're making, The Rock doesn't, he makes a lot of money in movies. Yeah. But when that movie's done, that's one check. That's true. That's true. Did you know for a short period of time, The Rock actually was the highest paid actor? Really? Yeah. In Hollywood? In Hollywood. Wow. Yes, The Rock, exactly, of all people. That's crazy. Um, Box office, man. Him and Kevin Hart, man. They make magic. (laughs) They make magic. Yeah. Um, But yeah, no. uh, You know what's hilarious is actually uh, Shaquille O'Neal. He surprisingly owns, I didn't know he owned Madonna. Madonna, no, the singer? No, not Madonna. Uh, I think it was Marilyn Monroe. He owns the rights. Um, Are you serious? Elvis Presley. He owns the rights. Um, Forever, Forever Twenty One. Yeah. He owns. No way. Yeah, Shaq Fu, man. He's been doing it for years. He's been doing it for years. So what are you trying to say about you? I'm just trying to catch <laughs> up to his business. Man. I'm trying to. <laughs> Gotta live up to name, man. Exactly. I don't know any unsuccessful Shaqs. Well, I'm trying to get up there, so I mean, I mean, I wouldn't say I'm unsuccessful, but you know what? I'm not to that ex- success well, well, listen, that I want to be. I mean, uh, Shaq, Shaq, like Shaquille O'Neal. I mean, this guy transcends everything in culture. Literally, big shoes to fall, bro. Okay. I'll, listen, I I pray for his wife every night. <laughs> <laughs> uh, does the shoe fit? One hundred percent. Yeah, but uh, yeah, Shaq's wife, man, she's an incredible woman. Um, I've heard nothing but good things about her and, you know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he has quite a few kids and... Sharif. Yep, Sharif. He also has uh, two daughters. So I think he has two more sons. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I'm not sh- Yeah, I think they're smaller. Uh, Sharif is about 6'8", six, 6'9". Six, mm-hmm. And uh, it's interesting how none of these uh, NBA players' sons end up being as tall as them. Yeah. Like LeBron's son is only six three, only I'm fucking barely six feet. <laughs> I'll take six three in a minute, but you know, in a fucking New York minute. But uh, yeah, it's interesting. I don't know. It's you know what? I think it's the genes though. Um, so apparently, if your dad and your mom are, you know, generally around the same size, you're supposed to be somewhere either in between or maybe a little bit taller. Okay. Um, but for uh. A lot of these NBA guys, I mean, I'm what, seven foot one, and my wife's only five six. I hope my kid is taller than my wife, <laughs> but I don't think he's going to catch up to me, right? But They'll probably split the difference. Maybe, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely probably split the difference. Uh, 
I'm taller than my dad. Are you taller than your dad? I'm taller than my mother and my father, yes. Yeah, so we're normal. Yeah, exactly. You know? And actually, you know what? I probably stunt my growth a little bit by having uh, energy drinks a little bit too soon. But let me tell you, when that sugar <laughs> just touched my lips, I was like, oh. I want yeah, this. which one specifically? Um, what was the big one? Uh, I think it was Monster at the time. No, it was NOS. NOS. NOS, yes. Like Fast and Furious NOS yeah. or the drink? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think it was a, looked the exact same. It was, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah at the time, exactly. That's what exactly what sold me. It was like the bottles and they looked like little uh, NOS canisters. So I was like, this is it. A.K.A. Xbox Gamer Juice. I mean, at the time, I was, uh, I'm not going to lie, I was, I was playing a little bit of PlayStation. So, you know. Yo, man, respect. Uh, I've never gone to Xbox, quite frankly. I've never, I never understood the A, B, oh. Y, you know. I'm not hating. I'm just saying. Well, just let never... me just tell you this. You've never actually truly felt and caressed a controller in your hand. Bruv, let me tell you something. I played the I played the 360, okay? Oh, that was a horrible controller. Oh, no, thank you. <laughs> that was a horrible... Oh, no, no. This is the easiest debate ever one in my entire life. I 100% agree with you on that one. I'll, I'll give you that one, okay? But uh, if you had the Xbox, just the Xbox One or anything like that controller, that's when the controllers actually started making sense. The right. 360, yeah, that was way too clunky. Like, my hands are big, but I mean... I don't even think Shaq was been comfortable in those hands. Damn. So, what about Kawhi? Oh, definitely not. The claw? <laughs> oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> I just, so these new controllers, Xbox. Um, is Xbox, what is it now? Um, Xbox. Xbox One Series X, I guess. Or? Oh, okay. It's not Xbox, we're sorry. It's like, uh, uh, no, okay, no, One no. Series X. Not quite, not quite. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, uh, so is this controller, what's, what's so good about it? Uh, you know what, honestly, it's just uh, how it feels in your hand. Okay. This It belongs there. Oh, shit. It, it, it just belongs there. It, it fits nicely. Like, even even though now I've built a computer and I play my games on my PC, I use an Xbox controller. Yeah, it's something to be said about the design of these uh, companies. Like, they hire designers that really study the body. Yeah. Uh, it's amazing to me how these uh, micro uh, earphone manufacturers, like Raycon... How can they make one earphone that fits every person's ear on the planet? <laughs> like, that's amazing. If, you know how many different kinds of ears there are out there? I've seen Pinocchios. I've seen flat. I've seen big. I've seen droopy. I've seen tight. How is a one Raycon earbud? They guarantee it fits. And it does. So, like, to your controller point, they have some guy just looking at hands all day saying, shit, what do these hands have in common? And let's design <laughs> against that. <laughs> That's incredible. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, props to him. You know, Xbox figured it out. And you know what? PlayStation, the new one, what is? what was that one now? Uh, PS5. PS5. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Staying PS5. alive, bro. Staying alive. Okay. okay. I was a PS2. Listen, I, I'm born. I'm not going to say when I'm born, but actually everyone knows I'm 30. I've already said on the show, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was born in 91, so I was 10 when the PS2 came out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the PS2 came out in 2000, so I was like 9 or 10. That, that like five-year clip, that has my heart I'm like i'm i'm stuck in a time warp of 2000 to 2005 for gaming like i'm still gaming madden 04 madden 05 oh gosh with um, ray lewis and <laughs> ratchet and clank and sly cooper and all this old shit like i'll play the new games like the uncharted and all that shit yeah uh i'm i fuck with it but uh you know the ps2 from that generation i don't know what it is and my ps2 still works my ps2 is uh, it's 2000 i bought that in 2000 20 that console's 20 some years old it still works unlike my iphone i pay 1500 bucks <laughs> and fucking two years later it's like glitching it's like motherfucker you know they kill your battery though they, they kill your battery 
on purpose. Right. I heard about yeah. this. Yeah, they kill your battery. But uh, yeah, no, for uh, the PS2, I think what got me was uh, the Final Fantasy series. Oh yeah, like just turn base. Yeah, yeah. That that is what kind of that, RPG. and then um, what was the other one? Uh, SOCOM. Oh, U.S. Navy SEALs. Oh, that's what he used to play. On. That was that was my first taste of online gaming, mm. and I was like, you know what? I like it here. <laughs> mm. Fuck, I forgot about SOCOM. Yeah, U.S. Navy SEALs, man. Oh. Yeah, that game. Uh, Tom Clancy. I also played. Uh, uh, what is it called? Ace Combat. It's like a fighter jet game. Yeah, F-18s and shit. It's you do this. The, every mission's the exact same. <laughs> Fly, kill this guy twenty miles away. Do one dog fight and you win. It's like yeah. The only thing that changes is like the sky's different and the seat, like the ground looks different. Yeah. But I don't know. It's like okay, it was. Whatever holds you, man. If it holds you there, then that's what it is. I mean, for me, it was. Uh, I played a lot of uh, what do you call it? Assassin's Creed. Oh yeah, yeah. And I think it wasn't until uh, the third one that I was like, I'm doing the same shit <laughs> as the first. So like, what am I doing? So I think I think after the fourth one, yeah, I think the fourth one is the one I was like, ah, man, maybe they might change it on me. And they just never did. So yeah, yeah. I think after the fourth one, I was like, hey, I think I'm, uh, I think I'm done with this. I think it's time to hang it up. So it's a good, it's a good point. Every every year, these uh, companies, uh, buy, you know, Ubisoft and Bioware. They sit around. They say, "How can we make the same ga- game but different?" Because, <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, I think Black Flag and uh, uh, what do you call it, uh, Assassin's Creed, it was like pirates. So they introduced a pirate ship on the water, yeah. And that was like revolutionary because you know you're not on ground anymore. But I don't know. That was like the last innovation. Although the only thing that gets me at those games is because I'm a big history buff. I'm a bit of a nerd mm-hmm. for history wise. I like to study up on history. Right now I'm reading a book about Genghis Kong. It's pretty wild, but okay. Uh, history kind of gets me because they, they you get to interact with like these histor- historical characters like in one of the egypt games you get to talk to cleopatra and uh and caesar right yeah. so it's like and they they pull out scripture from what they were saying and they make a video game person it's like you're talking to caesar it's kind of cool you know yeah. or you're talking uh napoleon in the french game or whatever it's just like this is kind of cool. like i don't know for someone like me who likes history i'm into it you know? no no you know what? they bring out a lot of the historical uh, facts like uh the one that i was playing before um odyssey odyssey yeah the greek uh, greek mythology you know what i love that one because you know what they uh they kind of bring you in on on everything like you know the spartans and the athens um and just kind of how everything ties together in there and like i loved it mm. i loved it you know what? even with the the, the, the ships and kind of how like you, you went to battle you went to war um, but I just love how, like, in any uh, city that you go to visit, there's always a historical item that you can find, and there'll always be something kind of hidden behind it, and uh, some of it is factual, right? So that's dope, man. Easter eggs. Exactly. Is, exactly. Isn't isn't Socrates in that game? It, it is. Socrates and Plato yeah. and uh, Aristotle. Um, Colossals. Um, like they they bring some of the Greek uh, mythology in there as well, right? So, yeah. Um, you have like Medusa. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't want to say you have the Kraken. Um. <laughs> Who's your favorite Greek god or goddess? Don't say Zeus. Yeah, no, 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 no. I, lo- I love Zeus, but uh, that's that's probably not it. Um, you know what? Uh, I'm gonna give I'm gonna give the folks a little bit of an age thing here. Um, Ares. Ares, god of war. Mm. God of war. You mm. know, you know, he wasn't he wasn't the biggest, um, but he was strategic. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, I mean you got to be the god of war. So I mean, he, he can't just be you know bronze and just no no brains, right? Strategy. Exactly. So uh, 
you know, he was easily manipulated, I'm not going to lie, but uh, his, his strategy when it came to war, that I think that is what kind of got people to be like, okay, this guy's, uh, we got to worry about this one. Yeah, I mean, when ancient Greeks used to go to war, they used to pray to Ares for victory in battle. So, I mean, that's that's gangster, you know. Yeah. You go, <laughs> if, if, if you go into modern warfare today, and you start praying to some like ancient Greek deity, you know he did some, he did something right. Exactly. My favorite is uh, I'll give you two. I'll give you my favorite god and goddess. My favorite goddess is Aphrodite. Okay. Because uh, she's beautiful and she's a mistress and. She's a mistress. Uh, well, she was married to Hephaestus, mm -hmm. and she cheated on Hephaestus with uh, with uh, your boy there, uh, God of War. Uh, so, uh, so he wasn't just the God of War; he was also God of laying pipe. I get you. Hey, yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And she was a uh, yeah. She was a uh, what do you call it? Uh, she was very promiscuous, and I have a saying I used to say whenever I sip something that's really good, I say, "Oh, sweet nectar from the nipple of Aphrodite." like that one okay. yeah 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 some something it's like the salted caramel we were talking about earlier right put that in a little drink it's a sweet nectar from the nipple of aphrodite something smooth something smooth <laughs> so yeah aphrodite uh you know and she didn't even need a pimp she was doing all our own yeah sure you know so uh yeah so aphrodite and then the, my favorite god would be apollo because he was like the god of the sun uh god of music uh, god of transportation so i like that kind of stuff uh you know there's a there's a cool god called the dionysus mm -hmm. and he's the god of wine and partying and good times was he a demigod though i i don't know is that like one who's like a man yeah he's half god, half? He's half half god half human yeah oh okay that was my that's why they were calling me that in high school but <laughs> <laughs> you know what I, you know what i was pretty close to saying uh hermes <laughs> Hermes, yeah, 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 the runner, a sprinter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The only thing is I, I hate running, and I got no speed. Not anymore anyway, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you might, actually, that might be a good nickname for your boy there, Christian McCaffrey. Eh? Big, that's a C-Mac, C-Mac run, bro. Hey, bro, he's all of 195, eh? It's, he does not look 195. I'll tell you this, he came into the league, and probably about two years in, he looked the same from college, right? Right. And then uh, they got rid of, uh, who was, who was, it was not D'Angelo. D'Angelo Hall, a Stewart? No, I can't remember. We had we had another running back before. Yeah, Stewart. It was Stewart. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was Stewart, and then right after uh, Stewart uh, kind of uh, retired, when I say the whole change in McCaffrey's, McCaffrey took probably about six injections. Because when I tell you this man looked teased, <laughs> like I don't know how he passed the piss test. Yoked, yeah. But man was running faster, but he was he was big in the hole. So I, I give him that. Yeah, he goes between the tackle and to be sub two hundred in the NFL at RB. I mean, you got to be able to uh, know how to take hits or just be tough as fuck, you yeah. know? Because uh, he's quick, he's quick, strong, and I mean, yeah, all of one ninety five. Like I said, I, <laughs> I mean, shit, he could probably he could probably cook the bacon, keep the bacon fat in there, and just cook his potatoes in there. You know what I mean? If he's yeah. making a skillet, Drew. just fuck the olive oil, man. Use the bacon <laughs> grease. He needs all that fat. Yeah, he does. But, oh. uh, you know, he's a uh, he's and uh, shout out to the one of the notable white RBs in the league. Like, honestly, like I can't think of another white running back who's doing the big thing, you know. And you know what? That's and, and I give my team props for also picking up uh, Hubbard. Hubbard. Yeah. Cam from Spruce, uh, from Shared Park. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, from Shared Park. Shame on me. Shame on me. Yeah, yeah I know. Yeah. Facey. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. an Olympic guy, sprinter. Yep. Yeah. Fuck, yeah, we, that's uh, dope, man. We picked him up. Uh, 
Chuba, Chuba. Yeah, Chuba Hubbard, yeah. Chuba Hubbard. Uh, so props to my team, and I'm hoping that uh, he learns learns quite a bit from C-Mac. I mean, like when it comes to speed-wise, yeah. I think, you know, I, I just, I think for him, when it comes to his game, it's just, he just got to stay low between the tackles. Yeah. He's just... He's just running up a little bit too oh. high when he's running through that big hole. And, he get cooked. Yeah, in the NFL, man, somebody come down the hill on you and smack you in the mouth. You yeah. get back up. You might as well put an X in your belly. You fucking you know? jack you right up. I think who learned that first? Uh, uh, Reggie Bush. Oh. Uh, Reggie Bush when he's playing the Eagles. Eagles, yeah, yeah. yeah. Shepard. Oh, buddy. He learned that quick. Yeah, man. He woke up in San Quentin. Oh. You know what? I give him props because you know what? He got back up and he was like, no, I'm going to dust this off. Am I right? And he got back down. And we were like, bro. Oh, yeah, yeah. We all saw that live. <laughs> okay? We yeah. all saw that 4K. Yeah. Don't get up. You got too much hot sauce in the chicken wing, bro. <laughs> oh. Yeah, yeah. You should have ordered uh, medium wings, not yeah. hot. Yeah, exactly. But, oh. you know, actually, that's on Drew. Uh, yeah, that's true. Because Drew, I mean, it's a little bit different because when you throw late to the flat, mm-hmm. it's okay. But you can't throw late. Oh, no, no, no. Throwing late to the flat is always bad. But it was not really the flat route. Like when it comes to like an in-hook, I think it was just like a running back, uh, like a flare. Yeah. So he just threw him on the flare. But Shepard was like supposed to be in coverage. And yeah, he just. He was in the yeah. Waiting in the flats and he saw the ball coming and he was like, I can either intercept this or I can end a life today. <laughs> And he chose violence. He ethered him. <laughs> oh, bro. I don't know. He must have seen some. He must have. Reggie must have been talking. Oh, he must have. <laughs> bro, I think that was his rookie year, too. I, I remember he was involved in that UFC scandal back yeah. in 2006 when they went to the Rose Bowl. Mm-hmm. One of the greatest college games of all time, by the way. Vince Young. And uh, that was good times. I actually um, went back to rewatch that game. And it wasn't until, I think, the fourth quarter where things actually really started coming together for uh, the Longhorns. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. With uh, with Vince and uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I will, I will definitely the, the, say uh, that Lawndale White and whatever fucking uh, yeah, Lendell White, Lendell, yeah, yeah, Lendell White. Um, and the only person I know from the Texans was, like I said, Vince. Vince. Yeah, that's that's about it. But uh, no, they had a great team. But I will definitely say that his knee was down when uh, he pitched that ball. But you know what? I'll give it to him. I'll yeah, give, yeah. I'll give it to him. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but uh, but that whole year, Reggie got the Heisman. Yeah. So with the UFC, because you see the UFC highlights of Reggie mm-hmm. jucking and driving, yeah. it's it's one of the the wildest uh, highlight tapes you'll see on YouTube or anywhere. Like he's literally making four guys doing the Lord's prayer, like on a dime. That you stop on a dime, give you five cents change, man. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, so that year, there was a lot of allegations going on about the NCAA saying that he was getting paid uh, under the table by some like recruiters or some. Uh, people who were like in the, you know the boosters the boosters yeah coming boosters. around with those checks you know yeah You're the hummers for the for the you know christmas gifts for the mom <laughs> moms it's like hey man my mom works at kmart she bought a brand new h2 exactly by the way hummers are gone eh <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck i haven't seen a hummer in 10 years Ugh. but but, uh, but see that's what's weird now is that uh they took away his heisman because of uh uh the money scandal yeah but I believe now college players are going to start receiving yeah. money. So uh, I think they should probably give that back to Reggie, you know? Yeah. I Tough mean, times. you speak about reparations, man. I think that any guy who's played or any girl who's played college sports mm-hmm. should be calling the NCAA for a check because they use their likeness to sell uh, college uh, school uh, jerseys and 
They're, the schools are making money. Exactly. You got you got to pay for a fucking student loan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know that's, that's that seems like a racket. <laughs> See, the, the boosters are easy because the boosters they they're well off. So anything that they kind of give to the school, it's a, it's a write off. It's a tax write off. Right. Right. And then the school themselves. Well, I mean, you got the high top execs, and then you got the coach that you only got to pay. Then I mean, hey, you know the coordinators, the staff. You don't have to worry about the players. Yep. Okay, well, I can pay you as much as an NFL coach pays. Why Why rather go to the NFL for? It's crazy. I heard right. that the high, uh, university college coaches like Saban and these guys, they're the highest publicly paid employees in the United States because they're public, they're public schools, right? Yeah. So they're technically government employees, and they're the highest government employees in the United States. That shows you anything, everything <laughs> you need to learn about America. You know, I think the president only makes 400K. Uh, the, you know, the savings hauling got to be 10 mil. Easy. 10 racks. Easy. 10 sticks. Yeah. So, well, back to Bush. They said at the ESPY Awards in 2007 when he first got into the league, uh, I think it was Peyton Manning or somebody was, like, hosting. And they said, oh, Reggie Bush, welcome to the NFL. Uh, I, I humble you. You know, I respect you for making that decision. Most people wouldn't want to take a pay cut like that. <laughs> <laughs> See, I didn't catch that one. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh. Yeah, you know, you, listen, you make a lot of money in college, right? When you're in the Heisman. You well, the boosters are giving you money, you know, yeah. sending you cars and, you know, let's make sure your mom's okay. Let's get her a new house, you know? So, hey. I mean, if you think about what he did for USC. Sure. I mean, is it valid? Absolutely. It, was it allowed? No, but it should have been. 100%. <laughs> listen, the free market spoke. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, how many college jerseys did they sell, man? I hope he didn't pay one fucking nickel for a book shit I, I hope you didn't have to take an exam just give him the degree you know i you know what i was always curious kind of how uh college works for uh students like that like student athletes because i hear i know you know what we we took a trip back when i was in high school and we went to go see uh usc and these guys practice all day yeah morning film lunch practice after school <laughs> practice <laughs> Right, and then maybe later on, they might do runs or they might do another film session. Right, it's it's just consistent. So I'm like, these guys have to be doing online courses or something because I'm like, half of you guys probably can't even make it to class. Like, right, right. Like, how does your how's your body being? Like, ah, okay, now now we got to go to class. Like, youth, man, twenty. Oof. I mean, that's the only time in your life you may be able to do that. And they got side things too, right? Uh, yeah, that's true. Shorties, right? The, the cheer, the cheerleading squad, whatever. But. That's, yeah. that, that, that's less effort, right? <laughs> you know, that's, that's what you call motivation. Motivation. <laughs> you know, motivation. That's just like, right, you know, baby, I'm, I'm going to take you to the league with me. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, shit, she's on her best behavior then. <laughs> At least, yeah. Let me, let me get the signing bonus money. Go, go down to fucking uh, Louis Vuitton. Uh, but, uh, yeah, you're, you're, right, you're right, man. Like, I mean, when you're 20 years old, they work, for, they work so many hours. That's why people are like, oh, man, these athletes are overpaid. By the time they've gone to the NFL, they've probably put in – north of fifteen to 20,000 hours into their craft. Yeah. Now, let's, let's put that to your life, person listening. Mm-hmm. You have, let's say you're an artist. Put fucking 20,000 hours into that shit and tell me you're not Michelangelo at the end of it. And if you ain't, you probably ain't naturally inclined to do that <laughs> shit. <laughs> exactly. you put, like, I mean, these people deserve any, every dollar they get because by the time you're 23, you put in all those hours, you've really worked for free. You're just getting you're just getting a lump sum for all that pay, all that work you did before. Exactly, and then I mean, what happens to the people that don't make it to the league? 
right? You put right. in all these hours, you don't get a cut. You don't get cut a check. What happens to those people that put in those hours? But hey, I get injured. Ugh. I got nothing else to fall back on other than my education that hopefully my ass was doing, right? Yeah. When half these players are like, I don't have a plan B, right? right? So three years that you seen that documentary Hoop Dreams in the nineties. No, it was a kid in Chicago basketball league, uh, high school kids trying to make it to the league. And one guy ends up like getting caught up in the wrong crowd, drugs, alcohol, shit like that. He had a lot of talent, didn't make it. And they track his, uh, they tracked him down like 10 years later. And yeah, he was just like, you know, working at like some gas station or some shit. Like, you know, it's crazy. Like the fine line, like you said, like it's not guaranteed. So exactly. the people who do make it, I mean, the, if you can make it that far, the system will reward you. But it's not a guarantee. It's less than 1%. Exactly. You know but, what? No, this is where I actually have a question for you. Sure. So. It's my podcast. You're questioning me? Yeah. Oh, hey, really? come sure. On come on. Throw it. Throw it. <laughs> Let's play tennis. So, so a lot of people always say, you know what? Don't have a plan B. Because if you have a plan B, then you're kind of setting yourself up to not succeed. Right? Because you're already halfway out the door with plan A then. Right. Right. So now these people that are saying, you know what, no, I have to have a plan A and only a plan A, right? When plan B comes, it's a little too late. So now basically my question is to you, do you, do you think you should always have a plan B or, or, or do you think it should always be, you know what, no, if, if I'm committed to something, I should put everything into it and don't worry about the side. I would say you should have a plan B that aligns with plan A, like a contingency in a project. Okay. Like I come from, I work in construction now, developments, real estate, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. In every budget we do, we have this thing called contingency, which is uh, in case shit. It's like a, it's like a, in case we fuck up <laughs> or in case the budget it goes over the number we need, yeah. we have this pot to, to, to delve from. Okay. Uh, this is like kind of, uh, so it's budgeted. So I would say, look at your plan B like a budget, like it's, it's like you're budgeting for it. Uh, let's say you are going to do something in. Uh, I don't know. You want to be the best bartender in the world. Well, you should be learning how to serve. You should be learning how to run the restaurant, right? So okay. do something kind of like parallel to what you're doing. That should be your plan B. So it doesn't distract from your plan A. It's kind of like an adjacent. It's kind of like a, it's kind of like a secondary skill set that's kind of giving you a bigger macro picture of what you're doing. Stay in the same industry. That's what I would say. If you're in the business world, stay okay. in the same industry. That's your plan B. Okay, you know, that, no, that makes money. That makes sense. Yeah, because okay. if you go, the thing that gets distracting is when you go do Plan Bs that are so completely like if you're on Mars. Yeah. Like if you're if you want to go into construction, but you're learning how to do, uh, you're learning how to you know sew on the side. <laughs> it's like what? Yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> you know. Yeah. Or someone wants to sell coffee, and then all of a sudden, like, yeah, my Plan B is going to be frying chicken. Like it's like what? You know. Yeah, like, okay. What do you, if you, if it's coffee and then you go do donuts, okay, that makes a little bit more sense, mm -hmm. or something like that, right? So, yeah, I mean, Plan B's. Yeah, it's it's incredibly nuanced. Great question, man. Shit, you, when's your podcast coming out? Man, this is it right here. Huh? Every six months, man, I'll come sit down with you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, hey, man, listen, I'd love to have you come back, man, and uh, share some more wisdom about the markets. Uh, yeah, I was blown away by your market knowledge and everything you knew about what's going on in, in the stock market and how to balance portfolio and how to look at a spreadsheet and how to evaluate risk. It's uh, it's really cool. I mean, you uh, you don't, people don't just learn that overnight, right? It's uh, something you actually have to like pay attention to and look and 
you know, do a lot of analysis. I tell everybody, just do your research. I mean, like I went to school for uh, accounting, right? Yeah. And uh, then a friend of mine kind of approached me and said, uh, Shaq, you, you, you know how to talk to people. So uh, let's uh, take you out from the desk in the, in the corner and uh, <laughs> let's get you in front of people, you know, so you can actually have a conversation with them and, 100%. and, and talk to them, right? So uh, after he kind of did that and I kind of learned, uh, and honestly, this isn't a business where it's like uh, you go to school and then you just kind of work for a company for a couple of years and then it's like, ah, okay, now I know everything. Right, it's it's something where it's like you know what, every single day I wake up, you you learn something new. Mm. Right, it's it's something that it the, the industry is forever always changing. Right, so if if you think that you know everything right now, you're probably two steps behind. Right, right, right. right? So it's it's every day you kind of have to wake up and just learn something new. It doesn't it doesn't have to be something massive that's gonna change your life, but at least something where it's like you know what, as long as you're pressing yourself forward and pushing forward i think either way you can be successful in this kind of business right that's amazing man yeah constantly at learning constant education mm -hmm. let's i'm gonna press you for a prediction what industry do you think is poised to really because i know you look at numbers all day in spreadsheets and company p l's and all that <laughs> shit okay uh, what, what industry do you think is poised to like as a dark horse to make like a huge splurge is it to like fintech is it is it real estate is it uh crypto like we were talking about is it retail is it like what do you think what do you what do you see coming back in 2022 20 late 20 third and fourth quarter of 2021 i can't kid you know what projections for the future as of right now i'll say real estate's real estate's winning is that right like just the inflation oh okay Right. The so, like people's uh, homes values or like appreciation on the yeah, homes. Yeah, just just the inflation right now is crazy. I think it what three point six okay. in, in one year. On top of what it normally is, exactly. Isn't inflation like three percent normally, year to year mm, or something like no, that? No, no, inflation somewhere around like one point five two. Okay. Right. So with that extra three point eight or whatever it is, that's almost at five. Yeah. So. So five percent. Yeah. So I mean, like, so think about it this way: I was looking at a house to buy last year not not even maybe a couple months ago right and it was about four hundred thousand dollars okay now i went to go look they want 450 damn right so i'm like whoa, 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 whoa. the house didn't change they put a hot tub in the back exactly i'm like whoa, where where this extra 50 come from <laughs> and, and where y'all gonna get that from because it's not coming from me <laughs> right so i mean honestly i like I said, you just always have to keep your portfolio kind of diverse, right? So yes, have some money in the stocks, have some money into cryptocurrency, um, have some money into real estate, right? Um, but I actually had a conversation um, this weekend with a bachelor party and I was saying, you know what? The generation two years or a year before us, we will us our generation will probably never be able to do the things that they were able to do so mm. go buy a, a, a cabin or a, a lake a lakeside property for yeah. eighty thousand or a hundred thousand dollars right and then be able to kind of build on top of it that's kind of where you're going to build that generational wealth mm. because now for us to try and do that now we're looking at a million dollar side properties, right so it's like do i got the money for that probably not right right so I mean, don't 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 get me wrong. I like it's is it doable? Yes, but is it just going to be a little bit more thinking outside the box and uh, 
um, maybe starting off a little bit smaller. Yeah, right. Mm. So it's it's not it's not untainable. It's just uh, it's something that you kind of have to work towards if that's kind of the lifestyle that you want to live, mm. right? Yeah, I mean, um, our generation is. You know, we're the first generation probably ever in, especially in North America, you know, USA, Canada, uh, where we can't be, we, you know, we don't have, or we're not guaranteed this, you know, a better lifestyle than our parents when it comes to like their ability to upward mobility, like ability to join the middle class, buy a house, all that kind of shit like you're talking about. So it's unique. It's, it's incredibly like, we're like the new surfs, you know, like in Russia. So like, it's, <laughs> it's crazy, like how we can't afford things and or like on average it's more expensive mm -hmm. like for example my grandparents came here in the in the 40s or 30s and they bought their house in beverly like just kind of in edmonton here uh for like 30 i think 25 or 30k that house right now is like 700 to 800k you know it's crazy exactly then that's inside of 80 years exactly which is not short of time but like i mean shit that's that's tough <laughs> that's tough and for them that was maybe two years of saving mm -hmm. and see the worst part is, is that uh the pay structure hasn't really changed. I mean, yeah, you can say, you know, minimum wage has gone up, but I mean, does, does 17 bucks make a difference? Right. Like, does does it really make a difference? No. No, it, do, it doesn't, right? So, I mean, until, until our pay can kind of catch up to right. the way inflation is kind of caught up, I think this new age generation, it's, hey, you know what? I got to have a side hustle. I got to have something else that I was yeah. making me some money. You know what I mean? We can't work like how our parents used to work where it was, hey, you know what? I bust my ass at the same job for 50 or, or for, for 30 to uh, 40 years. And you know what? The company's been good to me. I've been good to them and they take care of me, right? Mm -hmm. And now it's, okay, you know what? I, I, I see myself at this job, but uh, am I actually happy? Is this something that I want to do for the rest of my life? And if not, then, hey, I got to make a change and I got to find something else that I kind of want to do, right? I, I think I think our generation is the first generation where it's not been like, hey, this is my job and this is the only thing I'm going to be doing for the rest of my life. Right, right, right. right? We have to think, of, yeah, exactly. What do you think is a new number? Like what is for like, a, I don't know, a 28-year-old male in 2021, if they want to attain that lifestyle our parents had, houses and shit like that, maybe a cabin, what is the new numbers like 70k a year 80k a year to just just to keep up uh if you have debt i would say if you're 28 years old and you make under a hundred thousand dollars and you like if you have debt right um then yeah i, I would say you probably want to make somewhere around that that 80 to 90 maybe you want to over a hundred hundred thousand dollars mm -hmm. you know what i mean just to like just to live comfortably right right i mean anything less than that i mean it's it's gonna be tough because I mean it rebuild debt over the time I mean like I want to buy a car right I wanna um, I want to put my money into uh, my RSPs and and uh, uh, into stocks and and still be able to live that uh, that normal lifestyle right um, but I think our generation it's more like hey uh, unfortunately maybe instead of you going out this weekend maybe put that two hundred dollars away for yourself for later on right. Some people are going to be like, hell no, I'm going out with the boys. Yeah. Right? That's the psychology we're talking about. Exactly. The exactly. behavioral the behavioral psychology. Exactly. So it's, it's not so much uh, you really focusing on... Uh, opportunity cost. Hey, I can't, I can't live the same lifestyle I used to live. It's just more like, okay, hey, I used to go out every weekend. Mm. Okay, no, maybe I only go out twice or three times a week. Right. Right? So 
So it, it <laughs> well, I mean, a, a week. I, I see what you're saying. Yeah, 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 a week. You know, just I was like, through, God the damn. Month, through, through, through the month, right? Because I mean, I'm not gonna lie to you. In my early twenties, sure, you threw it back. Mondays, industry nine. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Tuesdays, twenty Tuesdays. Yeah. Okay. Wednesday wing night. Yeah. Wednesday wing night. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> and then on Thursdays, thirsty Thursdays. Thirsty Thursdays. Yes. You know what I mean? And, and then, then you had Friday, Saturday, Sunday. They have rested, and then you get back on the ball again on Monday. So. Oh, man. What is that one song by Jeremiah Dupree? <laughs> Welcome to Atlanta where the players play. And he's like, back on, on a Monday, we we at it again. He's like, <laughs> he goes through every day of the week. Yeah. Essentially in Atlanta, every day but Sunday, they're going hard. Exactly. And that's, yeah. So, I don't know. Hopefully, it depends on your bag, but shit. Like, if you can afford to do that every single day of the week <laughs> and, you know, buy the cabin, then, I mean, shit, you're winning. Exactly. You're go winning. ahead and do it. Yeah, yeah, go ahead and do it, right? You were just in Vancouver. Is it, uh, you know, it's, we're talking about Edmonton, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Is it the same rules apply, or do you have to jack that number up to, like, 120, 130 now? In Vancouver, uh, definitely. Um, because in, in Vancouver, you're looking at that generational wealth. So, what a lot of people do is... Uh, They'll have families that live overseas hmm. who, who, who are generating quite a bit of income. And they're like, hey, how do I spend this? And when you can see a place like Vancouver that is absolutely beautiful, right? And a lot of the real estate hasn't been bought up. And okay, well, why don't we buy a bunch of stuff in Vancouver? Reset the price. Right. Right? So you have these people who have come from years of generational wealth who buy up places in Vancouver and then they just send their grandkids there to go to school, learn the lingo, learn the language, mm. build their own lifestyle here so that, yeah, their kids don't have to worry about anything financially, right? But now they've already kind of built and set the market there for themselves. Right, right, right. right. So that's why anybody that actually lives there is like, I can't afford this, <laughs> right? So it, that's, that's, that's where it kind of gets a little tough, right? But yeah, no, I... I, I want to say here in Edmonton, yeah, if you make 80K and, 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 uh, and up, you're, I think you're looking like pretty well for yourself, even if you have a little bit of debt. Right, right. right. And then uh, in Vancouver, I, I'd say you easily got to make over 100K. <laughs> easily. Easily. Yeah, easily yeah. if you want to live that like comfortable lifestyle, right? But. Right, and we got like I got friends out there. We we have mutual friends out there. Like yeah. they're they're making it work, but I mean, shit, I gotta <laughs> I gotta maybe pick their brain about how they're doing it because I've heard some uh, I've heard some crazy shit, you yeah. know. Like well, it's, uh, it's just all about the lifestyle you want to live, right? You like, learn I mean, how to fish or something or what? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you, can afford, you can afford food out there, right? This is these numbers are just based on basically um, if you want like a, a meteor uh, meteorotic or like type of living right 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 luxury where, exactly you know where you, where you have, where you're introduced a little bit of the luxuries and being able to do a lot of that like go rent a boat for the weekend or or kind of go out and go spend that gino on whatever you kind of want right but um i mean hey if you if you're a mentalistical uh liver and you can live yeah. like really really within your means I think you can kind of live anywhere you want, and it depends on your kind of paycheck, right? Right. So it, it's just all about kind of the person that you are. Right, your right? flexibility. Also, if, you got, if you're in a relationship, you know, you double, double that thing, right? I'll say that she costs a lot usually, so uh, yeah. <laughs> you speaking from experience or what? Yeah, I'll, 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 I'll speak from I'll, I'll speak from experience. Okay, yes, fair, yes, fair yes, enough. Yes, hey, yes. listen. You know what? I'll, I'll say this. You know what? Men, men over the years have not been required to change. You yeah. want the same thing. You want us to bring home the bag. I just want you to cook it, <laughs> right? Um, yeah. But females, they, you know, hey, you, 
you got OnlyFans now. You got you got things where you got social media networks or social media now yeah, where opportunities where opportunities where where you, your wife's bringing home a bag. Maybe maybe sometimes it's bigger than yours. Damn. <laughs> right. So so I mean honestly, I just feel like if the sexes can kind of work together, then it shouldn't matter. Exactly. You know I mean? Yeah. Coordinate. Exactly. Right. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm not asking for a roommate. Right. right? But I mean, don't, don't don't come to me telling me that you got a cute face, pretty yeah, pretty whatever the fuck the song goes. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. I, like no, come on, I need I need a little bit more than that, <laughs> right? I need a little bit more than that. Yeah, especially well, yeah. I mean, teamwork, man. I mean, shit. Let's let's put our heads together, and uh, you double. Listen, you have two, one person make eighty k, you can just make it. You have that's one hundred sixty k, right? Exactly. Right, maybe a hundred, hundred and ten, hundred and twenty after after uh, taxes. So, I mean. I mean, you could have a pretty decent life. I mean, shit, I've I've done I've done it with way less, man. Like exactly rice and beans, beans and rice, man. Shit, I've I've you know what the cool thing is though when you go through those hardships and you're like you know you have a, maybe you're paying off debt or whatever the situation is. Uh, for me, when I was in my early twenties, I was paying off a lot of debt and I had to like streamline my grocery budget to about 150 bucks a month when I was like 23. Mm-hmm. And I was living on my own. I was learning. And uh, my first month, two months, lived on my own. I went to Wendy's every single day, not Subway. Because uh, I wanted real meat, <laughs> and I was going to I was going to Wendy's getting my chicken sandwich. Right, mm-hmm. uh, they had the three dollar chicken spicy chicken back then. I used to like buy four or five of those, freeze those, and then like yeah, I was going hard. Oh and damn, meal meal, meal meal prep, meal prep, bro. Okay, real meal prep. Yeah, okay. and I'd even cut the chicken up and like maybe <laughs> Anyways, uh, after I ballooned and I gained a lot of weight, I was like, hey, shit, I got to learn how to cook, but I only got this limited budget. So I learned how to cook. I'm a really good cook now. Like, you know, the girl who lands with me, shit, she lucky girl, man. Let me tell you what. A okay. little, little brown sugar, you know? So, you, so not only are you going to bring home the groceries, but you're going to cook them. I'm going to cook fried up. Okay. okay. Good old southern, southern, southern uh, fucking fish fry. <laughs> 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 yeah, man. I fucking, uh, yeah, man. Put it, in the, put it in the tummy. Make it all yummy. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to, but I learned how to cook because of that hardship. So all the stuff we're talking about, yeah. Uh, you're listening you want to make 80k yeah cool um but the process to get there you're gonna learn some amazing skills and uh you're gonna get some you're gonna make, you're gonna get some good p- plan b's along the way that are gonna help you parallel and then you're gonna by the time you get there it's just like shit like i got it now but that was fun it's like we were talking about video games earlier right mm-hmm. it's like this is kind of a nerd thing to say but when you like failed the boss level like 10 times in a row and you finally beat him and you got dorito crumbs on your chest Feels it's like good. two o'clock in the morning feels yeah. good Two liters of Mountain Dew is gone. <laughs> you know what? I'll definitely say that. You know what? Even if you have money, humble yourself. Yeah. Humble yourself. Go go ahead and grab that old pack of ramen noodles. Sure. You know, or... Uh, stuff tastes good, man. I don't care who you are. Exactly. Exactly. I'll say this. KD. There's still some days, okay? Dinner time comes. You know what I'm having? Cereal. Okay. Facts, bro. Cereal. Respect, bro. Okay. Just to humble myself. Because I remember up. the days where I had to. That's the only thing I had to eat. Right, right. So. Yeah, eat half a box in that bitch. Exactly. It didn't matter. Sometimes it had to eat. Sometimes it have cereal and no milk. Okay? Damn. I wasn't dashing it with water. This isn't Friday. But. <laughs> oh, fuck. Okay. Oh, yeah. I forgot. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, man. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah, water and the cereal. Mm. But, yeah, 100%, man. You go back to your roots, man. Shit. Mm. You, uh. Uh, man, crazy. Uh, with it, yeah, eating and uh, you know, I remember having to eat craft dinner like three or four nights a week, and I actually learned how to make some really good kinds of KD. Like some people just cook 
when I watch people cook KD and they just put milk and butter in it, yeah. I'm disappointed. I'm I, uh, I'm like, excuse me. Why are you only adding two ingredients? You know you can spice the shit out that bitch. Yep. Put in like some chia seeds. You know, cut up some. I don't know. Everyone puts hot dog in it. Like, oh, I added. I'm yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not basic anymore. I'm like, yes. Hot dog and ketchup. I've seen a lot of. Yeah, yeah. You gotta go crazy. Like, put like, uh, chop up some garlic. Chop up some uh, uh, red Thai peppers. Chop up some uh, some ginger. You know, a little cumin, a little turmeric. You got Chef Ramsay's over here, okay? Mm, buddy, I'm I'm quarter French. Oh, wee oui, wee. Oui. Wee oui, wee. Oui. Yeah. Uh, uh, c'est délicieux. Uh, c'est délicieux. Délicieux. You know, the French people are gonna be like, "Yo, oh my God, I'm embarrassed." For you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, c'est absolument délicieux. That that means this is absolutely delicious. That's what they say every time they eat my shit. Like, it's absolutely fire. So Okay, well, you know what? Next time on the podcast, you got to definitely fix this up a bow. Oh, buddy, I, I put a little charcuterie in front hey, of you, bro. I'll eat it. You know, <laughs> a little mix and matcher. Yanni, uh, how can the people find you out there? You mentioned Top Stunner. Uh, so my handles on uh, social media, uh, Top Stunner, T-O-P-P-S-T-N-N-A. Don't forget the N-N. So two N's and two P's. Um, and uh, yeah, you can find me on Twitch. Um, you can find me on TikTok. Um, I'm not doing any of those dancing videos, so please don't expect <laughs> any of that. Um, and uh, yeah, no, uh, my business page also kind of just go by my name. Uh, you can kind of follow that on uh, Facebook. And uh, yeah, I kind of just throw out uh, pointers for you guys or kind of anything that you guys are kind of looking for, right? And hey, if you want to ask me a question or kind of uh, hit my noggin, please do not hesitate. I don't. I don't mind giving up free info. Come okay. on, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He has milked that well. He's got a lot of information. Okay. Yeah, you guys. I took this man out for lunch. I got two percent richer. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's true. It's facts. Inve- okay? Invest forty, get back eighty. You know exactly. what I'm saying? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you know I heard uh, electrical cars, 2035, and that's it. You're gonna stop making them in 2035? No. That, um, that, that they're trying to move away from gas power cars and that uh, by 2035 they want all electric. Word. Even Ford, GMC, all these. Interesting. So they're aligned. What does that mean for Alberta? You mean the oil and gas? Yeah. Oh. Well, I mean. You're always going to need some oil. I mean, I need. You need oil to make plastic and polymers yeah. and shit like that. Yeah. Um, gas, uh, your house? That's a good point. Yeah, so gas will still be needed. Yeah. Yeah, right. But that's why that's why the gas prices are going up already, right? I don't know if you know this, but uh, Kenny Kenny took uh, the limits off of uh, I think it was gas and water or electric and pa- and uh, water and uh, also I think he also took the the cap off of uh, insurance. So your car insurance, your uh, your your house insurance. Those kind of insurance, not, not your personal insurance. Right, right, right. But uh, yeah, so those kind of insurance, you took the cap off. So, I really, mean, in the next few years, if you start seeing these uh, extravagant bumps in uh, how much you got to start paying for this stuff, that's that's where it's from. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, shit. Uh, maybe I'll uh, yeah I'll buy some uh, Dogecoin and see if I can buy a Tesla. You know, yeah. I don't know, or a Volt. But I want to be I want to be pushing a Volt, man. I'm, it's not uh it's not working for me, especially in this weather, you know. Oh but no. I gotta get a truck. I gotta be a you know maybe an electric truck. They got the electric truck already. Do you? Yeah. Tesla Tesla's an electric truck. Oh shit. 
You just got to put a few double A's in it, or what? Like, uh, honestly, it looks like a cyberpunk car, and I, <laughs> I hopefully they change it. But uh, oh yeah, I, actually, I have seen this. Yeah. It's got this like it's really it looks like a jet, almost like almost look like a plane kind of. I don't well, not, not a plane, but like it's, it's yeah. It's 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 weird looking. I uh, driving around in that, I definitely see a lot of people being like, I have a lot of questions for you. Where are you from? <laughs> <laughs> What time and space are you from? Because this, this ain't it for me right now. It's like, you know? <laughs> man, go back to the future. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man. You know, go back to 2035. But yeah, Shaq, my man, once again. Thank you for having me, my man. I appreciate you. 100%, man. Enjoy the McDonald's on the way home.